So as we step into Praxis Sunday tonight, this is something that we do three times a year, and it's an opportunity for us just to talk about where we are and where we're going and how we can all join together to be part of that. And um, as, as I was thinking about Praxis Sunday and as we started talking about Praxis Sunday and what it might look like this time around, the Lord really impressed upon my heart just painting a picture of a fuller engagement and constant engagement with God in our everyday. And so tonight, the things that we talk about aren't just kind of things that Christians do. They're not just practices that we can add on top of our lives. The hope tonight is that we, as we move through a lot of the things that we talk about tonight, that we see a bigger glimpse, a more full glimpse of what it means to be people who live life in Jesus. And we'll talk about practices tonight. We'll talk about rhythms tonight. We'll talk about opportunities tonight. But all of these things are a bigger glimpse of God's heart for what our lives can be. Um, For me, just one of the things that I've really been learning recently is the power of gathering together with people who are challenging me and encouraging me to go deeper in the Lord. And how that, that gathering with other people in a small group setting actually changes the way I live my life every day when it comes to my faith in Jesus. And so all of these things that we talk about tonight, as we move through them, some of the things that we'll be talking about is how interconnected they are. Because as I step into a really beautiful conversation about what the Lord is doing in my life and other people are able to to contribute wisdom to that, it kind of shows me the bigger picture for my life on a regular day-to-day basis. So we're going to talk about a lot of things tonight, a lot of opportunities. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is a rhythm that we're going to engage in as we move through tonight. Um, so the rabbis tell this parable of a very famous rabbi one day, and he's, he's going from town to town, and he's, and he's heading back, and he gets caught up in a mist. And he accidentally takes the wrong road, and he comes up to this city, and there's a big wall in, in, in front of the city and a big gate, and he goes and he knocks on the gate. And a soldier kind of looks over the wall at the rabbi, and he looks down at him and he says, Who are you? He says, What? He says, Who are you? I'm Rabbi Moshe. He says, and where are you going? What? Where are you going? And the rabbi pauses for a second. He says, how much are they paying you? He says, what? How much are they paying you to ask those two questions? Because whatever it is, I will pay you double to ask me those questions every morning. And I think at the core of who we are, every morning we wake up and we're asked those questions. Who am I and where am I going? And a lot of what we've been about as a church, especially over the past year, is really diving into that idea of who are we? Who are we called to be? Who have we been designed to be? Even as we've been going through the spiritual gift series, it really comes back to that core of who are we? Uh, But the second question is really powerful. And I think in order to figure out where we are, we have to start with where we're at right now. And then we have to ask the Lord, where are we meant to be? And it's not just where are we going, but where is it that the Lord intends to take us because of who we are. So when you came in, you were given a half sheet of paper like this, and it has those two questions on the top of it. Where am I, and where am I meant to be? And throughout the night, we're going to have these moments where we're just going to pause, and we're going to invite you to reflect on each of these specific prompts with that thing. Where are you right now, and where is it that you're meant to be? Yeah, so the first thing that we're going to talk about tonight is something, it's a phrase that we've used for the last couple of years, and it's the phrase personal spiritual development. Just this recognize, 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 recognition. 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 Yeah. That, uh, the cognizance. The cognizance. That we are, are people whose, um, whose personal spiritual lives with the Father is integrally uh, related to every bit of our lives. And it's a hugely important thing for us, the rhythm of engaging with God on a regular basis. And so we're going to pause four or five times tonight to ask these two questions, where am I and where am I meant to be? And in your regular personal relationship with God, we just wanted to take two minutes to stop and reflect upon these two questions, where am I and where am I meant to be? And recognize that as we go through tonight, we'll ask this five times, so... Be aware of that as you think about the space that's on this card. Um, But just, we're going to pause, and we want you to write a response to these two questions. We're not going to collect these later. This is just a moment of personal reflection. Where am I, 
And where am I meant to be in the realm of personal spiritual growth with the Lord? So we're just going to pause for a couple minutes here and let you consider those questions. God, we thank you for your abundant grace for us, that you are so loving toward us in every step of our lives. And God, that also in your grace, you're dreaming about where you want to take us. And Lord, I pray in this area of just personal spiritual development, God, that we would be people who experience your grace and your goodness. And in that grace and goodness, you would continue to lead us forward. So Lord, we thank you that as we have the opportunity to pursue you, you have done so much more to pursue us. Draw us into a deeper place of pursuing you tonight and this week and these new rhythms in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So one of the things that's really important in this area of personal spiritual development is just spending regular time with the Lord. And there's a lot of ways to do that, whether it's reading scripture or meditation or listening or just spending time with the Lord in silence, whatever it might be, waiting for him to communicate to us by his spirit. And we asked this question this week, you know, we've talked a lot about personal spiritual development, but is it time for us to provide some tools to help equip you to step into a more full and consistent rhythm in that? And so uh, over the next two months at least, we're going to every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday provide just a seven-minute to ten-minute audio file that isn't another sermon. It's something that's designed to help us engage with God on a regular rhythm, and it will involve some scripture. It will involve some prompts. It will involve um, some moments of reflection, and the goal is to help push you toward your personal connection with the Lord. And so um, there will be a a podcast available starting tomorrow, and we'll publish that on social media. And uh, it will be available on iTunes and Stitcher and all those like digital sources. And we'll also be putting it on our Facebook page. And so if you're somebody who says, you know what, I want to have a more regular rhythm in my relationship with God, and I just don't know how to do it, we're going to be providing this resource every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And Ryan and I, as well as Janae and Lander, will be leading us through those times of reflection. Uh, Janae is actually the one who leads us beginning uh, tomorrow, and so that file will be available. Um, It's actually available right now. Um, If you just search in iTunes or Stitcher, City Beautiful um, Devotionals, um, and we'll put, again, a link online. But that thing is designed to help us step into more regular rhythm with God as we consider this question um, around personal spiritual development. So one of the main things that we look at when it's personal spiritual development, which I think is often our first point of contact with the idea of church, is the Sunday gathering. Now, you probably are all familiar with Sunday gatherings because you're currently sitting in one. If you're waiting for us to to do some sort of improv comedy, that's not tonight. You're in the wrong place. (laughs) Here's the exit. Or you can stay. Or you can stay. And learn a little. That was improvised. Oh, yes and. Well played, well played. So our Sunday, our Sunday gatherings, in our community, we believe that Sundays are not the center of our church. It's not, the, it's not the foundation. It's not the lifeblood. Sundays are a very special time for us all to gather together to worship the Lord and to begin conversations. But the real strength of our communal presence comes throughout the week. And when we take the pressure off of Sunday to be our one point of connection with God, and our one point of connection with the church, and we allow it to be what it is, it actually becomes this really special moment for us all to gather together. And then we begin these processes of looking for rhythms throughout the week that establish that more continual connection with God. 
When we look even at the, the, in the early church, when we look at these stories in Acts, we see that the disciples of Jesus were still going to synagogue every Saturday and sitting and listening to the teachings and worshiping. And it was throughout the week in their home groups, in their, in their house churches, that they were really digging in to the gospel itself. So we really see Sunday as a very special expression of something that carries us throughout the week as we meet in all of these different facilities. And it kind of adds to this tapestry of our personal spiritual pursuit. Um, so that being said, um, this Wednesday, God willing, is our final meeting between our people, our architect, and um, the city of Orlando for us to get cleared on being able to move into Alden Road. Praise the Lord. So we've been, you know, we've been in a couple, a couple months, we've been in the planning stages, and we've kind of laid out this, this idea of what we want this space to be, kind of on a logistical front, and we've been back and forth with the city. And, and this week should be the very end of that stage, and then we'll begin stepping into renovations and really cultivating a space that we can use um, for our Sunday gatherings and, and, and just, gosh, what an amazing opportunity it's going to be to be able to really curate that space for our Sundays, but it'll also be able to be used for things throughout the week um, in ways that we've never really had opportunity before. So when we think about this concept of personal spiritual development, we have that personal sp- personal pursuit in our lives on a regular basis. We have Sunday gatherings. And another thing that we do uh, the first and third Wednesday of the month is our Wednesday night gatherings, which um, are, are beautiful times for us to gather together in prayer and worship. And we've been going through this spiritual gift series, and I know that we've talked about this quite a bit, but it's an opportunity for us to practice some of those spiritual gifts together. And so if you haven't been to one of those, or if you haven't been one, to one of those in a while, our next one is this coming Wednesday, July 15th. And that is at our Alden space at 1220. 1220 Alden Road, and it'll be at 7 p.m. So we have uh, that daily rhythm. We have that uh, this weekly rhythm, w- weekly rhythm on Sunday nights, and we also have our Wednesday night gatherings built around worship and prayer and the practice of the spiritual gifts. And so we really want to invite you into that. That's an integral part of who we are as a community as we practice uh, spiritual gifts with one another. And so again, we're kind of looking at this picture of what is a life that revolves around God look like. And we have that regular rhythm, these regular rhythms in our lives. So the next, um, so that's kind of personal spiritual development, personal spiritual pursuit. The next one we want to look at is relational life. So we're going to give you another moment. Bring out that card again and just consider those two questions. In terms of your relational life, how you're connecting with other people, where are you at right now and where are you meant to be? I'm going to invite the small group leaders to come up as well. So Heavenly Father, we thank you that you don't create us in a vacuum, but that you actually create us for each other, that you reveal the reality of who you are through our brothers and sisters. Father, I just pray that you will continue um, to raise us up into a place of openness to one another, that we become hungry for human relationship, not because we find our source in our relationship with others, but because it becomes an expression of the source that we have. So, Lord, just continue to bless the relational life of this church and this community in the strong name of your son, Jesus.
So if you look in your Praxis magazine, open up to page six, and you're going to find um, just some verbiage there about our discipleship. As I was saying, like Sundays are this really special part of a bigger ecosystem of relational life in our community. And what we really want to do is provide opportunities throughout the week for people in our community to connect and to engage. I was uh, actually reached, uh, hanging out recently with a, f- with a friend of mine in our community, and they were talking about their small group, and he said, you know, um, when we initially got together, I, w- I was kind of hesitant because there were several of us that had been friends for several years, and then we were inviting in some new people and some strangers, and I was worried that there was going to be this divide. But over the past year, we've developed this just really amazing, tight relationship within our community group. Um, and we've really incorporated those people into our life, and we rely on each other and love each other so well. And I think that's our hope. I think a lot of times when we step into, especially a new community, we have this fear that everybody's been hanging out for a long time. They're all really deep in this connection. But the beauty of the kingdom of God is that it's continuing to expand, and it continues to grow, and it continues to incorporate in the new people, the people that are entering into it for the first time. And so these are a few of our small group leaders. I want you to go ahead and give them a round of applause. Uh, These men and women have stepped up and have said yes in terms of leading the communal life of our church. And so I just want to invite each of them just to share their name um, and just kind of a one sentence description of the group that they have. So you'll find all of the information for these in the Praxis magazine. And then on that second handout, you'll see kind of in the middle, or sorry, in the bottom there, it's going to be about the small group. So I'm just going to invite them one at a time to, to share. So what's your name? And in one sentence, what's your group about? Terry Olson, we're not in Praxis. I don't know why. But Monday nights at 7, and we eat, and we get to know each other, and we get to know God. Thanks. Who are you? Who am I, and what am I doing? Um, <laughs> My name is Jen Jackson, and I lead Ladies Real Talk. We do Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. It's girls only, but it's a, it's a unique opportunity to study the Bible and to get to be friends with women in the church. And believe you me, we are always looking for new people, so don't be intimidated. Hi, I'm Jennifer Neesmith, and on Thursday nights, we do a study on the Holy Spirit. This is our third week coming up, and you're so welcome. It's something you can jump in, so it's great. In September, Revelation. So keep that in mind because it's coming. This is going to be about it. We'll scoot. Oh, great. great. I'm going to scoot. I'm Alex. Um, Kay and I lead Women of Coffee Jesus. And honestly, that's kind of all. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. It's for women. We love coffee. We meet at downtown Credo College Park. And um, we talk about Jesus. Yeah. Um, I'm Mark. I'm Robert. Jackson and Acevedo. Um, we co-lead uh, Iron Men, and it's a it's a men's uh, discipleship group uh, where we just seek out um, co-laboring in life with one another. We don't necessarily lead. I think Robert and I facilitate, but are capable of speaking. Uh, so we just co-labor with fellow men in the community, seeking out purity and how to love Jesus better. Great. Go ahead, give them a round of applause. So sorry, we Rick. sometimes have free food, so. You know, <laughs> don't say that <laughs> sometimes. Thank you, guys. You could be seated. Um, so there are, are a few other groups um, that people, for whatever reason, couldn't be here tonight. Um, anybody here a fan of She Sculpt? Has anybody already done She Sculpt? <laughs> she Sculpt is um, it's a five week group. It meets twice a week and it's it's for women um, and it's kind of a holistic group. Uh, it's about uh, working out and, and being like being healthy in body, but it's also about being healthy in spirit. And um, so that one is not here. Um, Lori and Ken Theme have a group on Friday nights. It's kind of a larger community group. That one's really good. And then I'm doing two groups. I have um, a Friday morning group that's an intercessory prayer group. We meet at the Panera Bread on the other side of Lake Eola from here. And then this coming Thursday, I'm starting a Bible study on how we study the Bible. And it's called how we read the Bible and not join a cult. So <laughs> that, one's, uh, that one's really good, and that's going to be a nine-week course. Um, so, yeah, those, uh, the, all the information for the small groups is in the Praxis magazine with some of the contact information. And then you'll see um, on that second handout, you'll see those groups um, written there. Awesome. Let's just pause here again and uh, let you look at that, uh, that handout that Ryan was just holding up. Um, If you're interested in any of those, we just want you to check that box 
and we'll uh, be getting you information via email um, about those groups. So um, again, this is part of that regular rhythm of putting God at the center of our lives, um, growing in relationship with one another as we pursue the Lord together. So this is an integral part of what it means for us to follow Jesus, to connect deeply in a spiritual place with other believers. And that's what these groups are built around. So just take a moment to consider that. And if there are ones that um, the Lord is just saying, hey, find out more about that, just go ahead and check that in a little bit. We'll send you uh, some emails about those. So go ahead, consider. 30 seconds. All right. So the second component of relational life that we want to talk about tonight is something that's uh, been part of our community on and off over the last several years, and it's something that we're kind of reestablishing, and those are some more relational gatherings. So last week we had uh, some dessert over here at the end of our worship gathering, and it's just an opportunity for people to connect with one another face-to-face, in real time, um, human-to-human, and uh, that's something that's really important for us as a church, for us to know one another's names, for us to know what it is that each of us are experiencing, for us to know eventually the pains and joys of life that each of us are experiencing. And by providing opportunities and providing space for us just to connect relationally, we can begin building those deeper relationships and truly come to a place where church feels way more like family than it does an exercise. And so we're going to have a regular rhythm of some relational gatherings, and the first one of those is going to be on July 22nd. That is the fourth Wednesday of this month, July 22nd, and it's going to be at 7 p.m. at our Alden building on the roof there. So up on the roof of our Alden building, it's a really beautiful place. You can overlook the Lake Ivanhoe, and the sun will be setting, and Lake Ivanhoe's sunsets are really beautiful. And so write it in your calendar right now, July 22nd, 7 p.m., 1220 Alden Road. We're going to be having a rooftop party up there, and you can bring your dinner, and we'll have some live music of different people in our community playing just some fun songs, and we'll probably do some art stuff up there. And it'll be an opportunity for you just to get to know some of the other people who are sitting in this room. And it's so easy just to come and go, but we recognize that when we connect deeper in relationship, that's really when church becomes what it's meant to be. And so we're going to have a rhythm of those throughout the rest of the summer and into the fall. And our first one, again, is July 22nd at 7 p.m. So put that in your calendar. And uh, now we're going to move. So we've talked about personal spiritual development, those personal spiritual rhythms in our life. The last two things we talked about were related to our relational life. And now the next few things that we're going to be talking about are what happens when we start looking outside of ourselves and live into the fullness of what God has called us to do and who he's called us to be as we serve others and the church and the world around us. So the next component is going to be generosity. So again, I want you just to take a moment, pull out that sheet, where am I, where am I meant to be, and just reflect for a moment. In terms of living a generous life, where are you right now and where are you meant to be? Just take a minute or two. So, Father, we thank you that you call us to a generous life uh, because you yourself were first generous to us. Um, And 
you desire for us to reflect that beautiful aspect of your character into this world. Lord, teach us how to be more generous with our time, with our resources, with our love. Um, Lord, I pray that all of us may be surprised by what happens when we live that kind of generous life and just how much we're capable of really giving. Amen. And so where am I and where am I meant to be in terms of generosity? We're going to, um, at this point, we're going to pass baskets. And we talk about it a lot in our community as um, this is an extension of worship. When we give um, of our offerings and thankfulness for what God has done for us, um, it it is us giving back to God a recognition that everything that we have comes from him. So those baskets are going to be passed right now um, for you guys to be able to give. Um, so I also, we're going to talk a little bit about um, where we're at uh, financially right now. Uh, one of the things that we started this year was that we've committed um, to giving away 10% of everything that we bring in as a community. So we've established this benevolence fund uh, for the year 2015, and we recognize that we have to demonstrate what it looks like to live that generous lifestyle. So 10% of everything that we bring in together as a community goes back out to help people in need. And it's been really amazing to see, because, because you all have given, we've been able to help people who are uh, down and out with uh, paying for bills or wherever it is that they might be coming up short. Um, as we mentioned a couple weeks ago, we were able to, to give um, to the team that was going down to Bolivia a few weeks ago to buy uh, glasses and sunglasses for them to be able to hand out in a very poor community that desperately need those sort of things. So there's been a lot of amazing opportunities for us to be outwardly focused as a community and to give. And so we want to increase in that. We want to do more of that. And so um, we want to bring up right now, this is a graphic just to show uh, an example from last month what our giving looks like. And you can find this at the bottom of the weekly if you go to citybeautiful.ch slash weekly. This will be shown in real time so you can see where we're at um, by week, by month, and by year. And so we bring this up um, not to shame you because we, are, uh, we were $4,105 short for last month. And we don't say that to your shame but more of as, a, as an encouragement and a challenge. You know, we're not bringing in this money so that Cole and I can drive Mercedes. That's not the ultimate goal here. We're bringing in um, giving because we want, to, we want to build this ministry and we want to be able to give back to the community. And so you can kind of see here, uh, just month by month, it shows what, our, what, what we brought in each month in terms of our target of $4,000. That's, um, that's our weekly budget. And then down here you can see uh, for the year to date, we're actually doing uh, we're actually doing really well. So praise God um, that that's becoming more consistent. So I would just encourage you, um, if you haven't established rhythms of giving in your life, there are so many ways to do that in our community. We take up tithes and offerings every week, but you can also go online, cdbeautiful.ch slash give, and you can sign up um, to give automatically um, through, a, through the debited process. Um, but I would just encourage all of you just to continue to think about that. What, what are you doing with the gifts that God has given you? And, and your, your attitude in giving, how does that reflect your understanding of what it is that you've received? Uh, we can uh, ask the ministry leaders to come up, and now we're going to talk about what it means to serve within. What does it mean for us to serve within our church? So, Alex, Garrett, Logan, yes, come, come forward. Uh, we're going to talk to these um, men and women in just a few minutes, but um, one of the things that's really important that I've come to see in my own spiritual life is, again, not just having this insular spiritual thing that I'm, yes, I'm doing the personal spiritual development. Yes, I am gathering with other people, but also I'm looking outside of myself and I'm understanding why God has given me the things that he's given me so that I can bless the people around me. And these people help us do that. These people help facilitate a lot of our ministries. And I just want quickly um, to introduce each of them to you. Um, and this is, oh my gosh, we've already seen you. Hello. This is Alex. Hey. Hi. Alex. Hello. And you lead what ministry? Content. Content. And what is the mission of content? So, smack me in the face, Cole. Um, no. I'm helping you have good <laughs> microphone technique. But smacking me in the face, I love you so much. Did I touch you with yes. the microphone? This is what happens, guys. Um, so the mission of content is to um, just develop our, or care for our creative communicators and just develop the us, us, we, you, um, to develop engaging content. And that includes stories and what's going on in our community, both internally for us and then outwards towards the rest of the city. 
So what is the next step of doing that more fully? Uh, people. We want to be more relational and really capturing the stories. There's so much going on that we hear in our community, and I want to make sure that that's also being shared to encourage us and challenge us forward in our relationship with the Lord. So if you are someone who loves to make things or write things, um, Alex is your lady. And uh, again, on this half sheet of paper with the little check boxes, each of these ministries are listed there as well. Thank you, Alex. Hello, Elle. Hi. Welcome. What, what ministry do you represent tonight? I don't know. Greenhouse. And the greenhouse is our ministry to families and kids. What is the hope as um, you all engage families? Um, just to cultivate our community's call to be multi-generational and just really minister to everybody and make it a welcoming atmosphere. Great. And so what are some of the things that you guys are doing to step into that more fully in this season? In this season, we've gotten uh, more rhythms, and we're also looking to do a worship workshop to be able to minister to the kids in that way, and just really trying to cultivate some more volunteers who are really just excited to be around kids. Um, yeah, just new faces, and people who are really just passionate. Like, you don't have to be good at anything, you know, just except, like, don't, don't let anybody die, I guess. I don't know. Like, I guess I don't know. Thank you, L. Thank you, Elle. All right, Garrett is, this is his first time standing up here representing a ministry. These two, go ahead, yes, that's good. These two wonderful women have been faithful over what seems like years of time. So give them a hand too. Yeah. Um, Garrett is representing um, our creative ministry and tell us a little bit about what that means. Well, for me, it was born out of this idea of thinking about the role of an artist and a creative and what is our responsibility and where do we fit? Where do we fit in the church? And one of the things that I feel so passionate about and believe strongly is that, the art, that God wants to use the artist and the creative to speak prophetically into the church, into our lives, and into the world. So this, the, the reason it's called Uncharted is because I believe that this is stepping into new territory of expression as artists, of understanding our role in God's story and in our own story and learning to express ourselves. So this, the reason it's called Uncharted is because I don't really know where we're going, but that's okay because the Holy Spirit knows where we're going, and that's where we're going. Every time I meet with Garrett, we have this, like, exercise of, like, okay, let's breathe about that, all right? The word he was saying was uncharted, all right? So that's what the ministry is called. Um, So what are some of the practical things that you all are about to step in together? If somebody checks that box, what kind of things are you all doing? One, I would say... It's, this is not a short-term thing. This is, this is a place to come and be that we're not going to stop doing. And there's going to be lots of different areas that whether you, want, you love creating something and you want to be, be a part of a project, there's going to be space for you. If you want to find a home and, know other, and learn what it means to be creative, how to use that gift, do you want to grow in that atmosphere, there's a place for you to learn what it means to be an artist and spiritually grow and develop. So there's really, it's a multifaceted area. There's not really one thing we're doing. So, and you don't have to commit to everything. There's going to be opportunities to be a part of either or. So it's very open and yeah, so come do it. Cool. Check the box and you'll get more information soon. <laughs> Logan has represented our um, local and global team uh, in sharing testimony, but this is your first time at a Praxis, yeah? Yeah. So welcome, Logan. Well, I, I need to move this way. Let's move this way. So tell us a little bit about what you all um, are all about as the local and global ministry. Yeah, so it's just that, local, global, figuring out what's God calling us to, how is he calling us to serve here in the local community that we're established in as a family, and on a global front as well. And so the different things we're currently involved in is the human experience, uh, the school that uh, Nathan and Danita are running, Nathan Smith, some of you may know him, uh, amazing school. And so we're figuring out what does it mean to plug in with a long-term relationship with them and how can we come alongside them and aid them in the amazing thing they're doing with the students there. Uh, we're going to talk about all this yeah. in depth in just a second. Absolutely. So we're going to make him go. <laughs> Give a hand to Logan. Because Logan, Logan, local and global ministry is about to get their own spotlight. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hello. Hello. Who are you? Uh, my name is Nathan. I'm Nathan. Um, I lead the engagement here at City Beautiful. And tell us what the mission of engagement is. The mission is to increase the invitation to people to step into a deeper place, spiritually relationing in that personal ministry. Awesome. And what are some of the ways that you all are exploring that more fully in this next season? 
Um, in this next season, it's, it's an extension of what God's put in my heart um, for home. And what does that look like? What does it look like when someone who is new to our community comes in this place and is trying to find home, trying to find those connections, trying to find a way to express the gifts that God put in their heart? You know, that's why we do immersion and exposure and all the things that we exposure does. And, what are we called again? Engagement does, not exposure. <laughs> exposure is a thing, yeah, too. That's one of the things we do. So that's why, that's why we do what we do, you know, to really create home and create that expression for people. Awesome. Thank you, Nathan. Hello, Rachel. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm great. Tell us uh, about what Ops is stepping into in this time and in our coming season. Right. Um, yeah, we like to create intentional atmospheres for us to worship in, as well as supporting all of the ministries up here and tons more. Um, we're moving into a new space, which is super exciting. So things are going to change, and our team is going to look a little different, and that's going to be super exciting. So we're just looking for people that want to kind of join us in that and figure out how we can best serve our community on a seven-a-day week basis. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and probably most of you in this room, you've been around for a while, you're like, who's that guy? Uh, so Melissa Marshall leads our tech ministry right now, and uh, she is out of town. And so she said, hey, Daniel, you're new and are in charge tonight, so why don't you get up and talk? So uh, this is Daniel, and he's stepping in and representing our tech ministry. And why don't you just tell us what is happening back there? Uh, we're trying to make this time a space where people can worship. Awesome. Um, and so they, yeah, that awesome answer. I love it. Um, and so Daniel is representing our tech ministry tonight. So again, there's a lot of people up here. and I'm just going to run through this really fast. If you like helping create worship environments by pushing buttons and sliding faders, um, there's a little box on there that says tech. That's your box. If you love hanging out with kids or don't really like hanging out with kids, but really want to come to a place where you do love hanging out with kids. Uh, Greenhouse is our, our ministry to families, and that's L. Um, if you like to write stuff and tell stories and make videos and those kinds of things, um, Alex is helping us tell the story of our community, and she's our content team. Nathan helps people engage, and so when people walk in the front door, when people experience the cafe out here, um, it's a way that people can engage and feel more part of what we are doing and who we are. Rachel and her team are the people that you want to connect with if you like making things happen, if you like facilitating ministry. And so that's the operations checkbox. Garrett is a ball of energy, and he's really, really wonderful. And you got that download from him, and I think he really explained that well. So if you're an artist who just wants to be a better artist and connect with Jesus, Garrett's your man. And lastly, Logan, um, we're about to talk more to him and Ryan about our local and global ministry. And that's something for our whole church. But if you're somebody who says, I want to get on the inside, I want to get on the ground floor of helping us make decisions about how our whole church serves our community, both here in Orlando and around the world, and you want to be part of making some of those decisions and seeking the Lord on behalf of our community about what we step into together, um, Logan and the local and global ministry is uh, the people that you want to connect with. And so, again, we're just going to take about 30... Do you want to say anything about Beloved? I was going to say something. You're going to, Brian's going to talk about That's that. Shannon back there. Um, another, another one of our absolutely phenomenal ministries that's been going for almost a year now. Uh, it does, it's not easily categorical, categorized, <laughs> recognized. It's not, e it's not easily categorized is our Beloved ministry. And this ministry is really about uh, just coming before the Lord, encountering the Holy Spirit, and receiving uh, healing, inner healing, physical healing, emotional healing, any kind of healing. We've been mm -hmm. talking about that a lot recently. And so the first Friday of every month, they gather together in Greg and Andy Singleton's house and just spend time in worship and, and learning how it is that we receive healing from the Lord, but mm -hmm. also how we come into agreement with the healing that the Lord wants to work through us. And so just some amazing stories have been coming from that ministry. Even this past yeah. Friday, there were several um, uh, physical healings and just some, some new breakthrough for people in very specific areas of their life. And so that's just another really wonderful ministry that all are invited to participate in on the first Friday of every month. Cool. So give these guys a hand and check some boxes. <clears throat> 
Um, actually, I went last uh, last Friday to Beloved. It was just a really sweet time, and I really encourage you to engage with that ministry. And there was a moment where I just asked for prayer. I went to Europe a li- like s- literally like 60 days ago, and I have had a bit of a cold ever since then. And uh, they prayed for me last Thursday, last Friday, and I woke up Saturday morning like much better. And then I'm still like, man, I'm still praying through this thing. I don't know what's going on. But but it was really cool just to to gather with our community and say, hey, like this thing has been like with me. And um, they prayed over me, and it definitely made a significant effect in uh, in my physical body. And so, like Ryan said, like really amazing things are are going on in that. So we've talked about personal spiritual development. We've talked about relational life. We've talked about generosity, serving within, and now we're talking about serving beyond as agents of change. Yeah. So um, we'll go ahead and invite Logan to come back up. We want to talk about a few of the things that we've been doing specifically as the local global team. So um, just a couple weeks ago, you want to grab that one? Just a couple weeks ago, uh, the, the local global team, we went down to Lima, Peru. So we want to show you a couple of photos uh, from this. And so this is, uh, this is the neighborhood in Lima that we went to. It's called Laderas de Chion. And it's kind of on the outskirts of the city. This is a very poor neighborhood. Less than half of the people that live here have any sort of salary job at all. And you can see how it, the, the village kind of stretches up into the mountains. And this is one of those places where people just kind of pick a plot of land and they begin to squat. And then the city maybe eventually gets around to bringing ro- running water and electricity and uh, paved roads and all of these things. And so this is a beautiful little church that's positioned in this neighborhood and has such a unique, unique ministry of really uh, of ministering the Father's heart to this community. There's a lot of um, spiritual oppression in South America. There's a lot of uh, legalism. There's a lot of institutionalized religion. And so this church, I think, stands in such a unique position to, to have a ministry that speaks about grace, that really speaks about the Father's heart. So, Logan, I wonder if you want to just share a, briefly some of your impressions from the trip and maybe like one specific story of something that really impacted you. Yeah, so since we're looking at these pictures, the first impression I wanted to point out was uh, I, you can't put into words the type of community that's established there. One of the things that shocked me was, so, okay, so as you go more up the mountain, the poorer the area gets. And so we actually hiked up the mountain with Pastor Guillermo, uh, and he was just telling us a little bit about the area. And it was one of those things where you just stand in utter shock because you have a lot of these makeshift homes that are just, think of like a small shed that we might have in our backyards, and you have up to eight people living in these sheds. And, like, they're made out of just whatever resources they can find, so not very stable. Uh, th- some some of the families have to, for the water, they have to hike down the mountain to the water source, carry a, a container of water, and then hike it all the way back up. And so you'll have elderly women doing this, uh, different family members. And so that was one of the things that was really like, wow. And and so with that being said, the, the church that we went to partner with there, they're in the midst of this. Like, they're living and engaging in the community, in this type of culture. And that's one of the things that really stood out to me is when you think about what the church is and what the church is called to be, this church is doing an excellent job of being the embodiment of that. Uh, Yeah, so the word family really jumps out to mind, is that these people, they embrace each and every person. When we got there, within the first few hours, we were called family by one of the Peruvians, and they genuinely meant that. And that was the case with each and every person that we came across there, regardless of the fact that we barely spoke any, if any, Spanish uh, of their own language, and we looked completely different than them, but that didn't matter to them. And that's the case, regardless of your background, regardless of whatever baggage you may be carrying, like, they see you as family. They see you as a child of God. And that's one of the most beautiful things that stood out to me with that. Yeah, I'll stop talking now. So we're beginning to look at a long-term sustainable partnership with this community. Our team was able to sit down with the the pastors of this church, with uh, a missionary from the United States who's been there for almost a decade now, and just really say, where are you guys at? What do you need? How can we really not come in and do this for you, but to champion and encourage you as you go about to the mission that God has for you? So we've gotten a really a lot of good ideas down and we're continuing to formulate that but one of the main things is that we want to begin to take mission teams down there at least once a year if not twice a year and just to really help this church uh, reach the community that they are ministering to and to help equip them 
to do, um, to do that. And so just keep your ear out. We're going to have more um, information about that in the future as we continue communicating with them what it's going to look like. Um, so that's the first partnership that we're looking at with uh, Local Global. The second is with Central Care Mission. This is um, a drug and rehab facility that's located in the Washington Shores area, uh, just in West Orlando. This past weekend, um, I just had this amazing honor to be able to spend time with these men, and we did a bit of a prayer retreat. We were looking at different types of prayer. Um, how, how do we incorporate prayer using our bodies and going like on prayer walks and a bit labyrinth? How do we look at uh, prayer of the mind when we're speaking of Christian meditation? How do we talk about prayer of the heart with contemplation? And how do we look at prayer using scripture as our foundation for that? And you know, I just have to say it was absolutely phenomenal to sit with these men, to see their overwhelming hunger and desire to connect with the Lord and the wisdom that God has given them through this process and just where each of them are at and really recognizing the identity that they have in Christ Jesus and how that transforms every aspect of their lives. And so on the third Monday of every month, um, they've invited the men of our community to go over there to have a meal and just to sit and spend time with them and to encourage these guys as they're going through the process. And I promise you uh, to go and just to share life with them and to talk about where you're at in life, you're going to receive as much from that as you're able to give. And so that's kind of one of the, se the second partnership we're looking at. And then the third partnership is uh, the human experience. So Logan, why don't you just share a little bit of where we've been with that and where we're heading in the future? Yeah, so the human experience, as I was saying earlier, uh, Nathan Smith and Danita are the teachers that kind of uh, embraced these students that they had met earlier and just really started a school for them. And so in this past year, we've, we've been exploring how can we come alongside them? How can we support them in this amazing thing that God's called them to? And so we've, we've done a lock-in uh, with the students, which was an amazing time. Uh, each year they have a fam film festival that they do. Like, so the students will write the scripts for the films, uh, and then they'll also star in their own scripts as well. And so we came alongside and just helped uh, film, direct, uh, edit. Garrett did the wonderful job of editing those videos. And so, yeah, it was just an amazing thing to see the gifts that God's given each and every one of these students and how Nathan and Danita are bringing out those gifts. And really, uh, their teaching style caters to the gifts of these students. And so, and we've also been able to get a couple volunteers in classroom, help out with the administrative side of things. Uh, and even part of the benevolence fund that we have has been going towards supporting what they're doing there at the school. So that's where we've been. Uh, where we're going, we would love to get more volunteers there engaged with the students inside the classroom. Uh, words can't express how much it means to these students that people actually show up in their classroom like, oh, people actually care about us. People outside of our, our own little nest, our own little community actually care about us and want to engage with us and want to be intentional with us. And so the more volunteers we can get there inside the classroom, whether it's on a regular basis, once in a while, that's lovely. Uh, and even if you can't be there in the classroom because of work schedules or whatnot, administrative side of the things, we have plenty of opportunities for that as well. And this upcoming school year, they're actually going to be working with 6th and 7th grade students now. Uh, so they have a lot more students coming on in. And so the, the biggest thing that they're trying to stress and that we want to come alongside them in is sustainability. Sustainability for the students, for the families. How can we engage not just with the students but with the families as well? And so there's going to be a lot of things coming in the near future. So keep your ears out for that. Yeah, so we'll have more information over the next month or two about how you guys specifically can get involved in that. So just continue to pray about that. So we're going to take a moment, um, kind of our final moment of reflection with that, where am I and where am I meant to be? And just consider, what does it look like for you to serve the world beyond the confines of this church?
And we're going to pass baskets one more time um, to collect these cards with all the check boxes on them. So if you could put your name and email address and phone number on there. Uh, our monthly email list is just something we send out once a month to let you know what's going on, what's coming up. And if you want to receive that, you can check that box there. Um, so do that um, for a second, and then we're just going to come around and collect these cards so we can get pertinent information to you. Uh, just take the... You can pass them down that way, I guess, instead of passing the baskets. I don't know. Maybe. Pass your card to the center aisle. How's that? So the final thing that we want to do tonight as we step back into a time of worship uh, is to come together to the Lord's table uh, and just celebrate in Holy Communion. You know, Jesus told his disciples, you know, whenever you do this, do this in remembrance for me. And there's something, there's something happens to us when we come together and we take the blood of Jesus um, and the body of Jesus into ourselves. It transforms us and it changes us and it binds us closer together as the body of Christ Jesus. So I'm just going to invite you to stand and I'm going to pray and we're going to enter back into worship and I'm, after I pray, I'm just going to invite you to come forward uh, and to receive communion, to come to the Lord's table. However you are, wherever you're at in your life right now, wherever it is that you desire to be, or wherever it is that you're meant to be, uh, but ultimately just to come and to allow him to change you, to transform you, uh, and to grow you. So Heavenly Father, we celebrate every good thing that you have done in this community. And we celebrate every good thing that you're desiring to do in the future. Lord, may we more day and after day learn to trust in you, to allow you to determine our direction and personal lives, in our relational lives, and the lives of our community. So fathers, we come forth now to, to drink of your blood and to eat of your body. We pray that you would sanctify these gifts, that they would be your presence that transforms us from the inside out, your presence that binds us together in the unity of the Holy Spirit, and that leads us into a life everlasting. Father, we dedicate the rest of this time to you, for you to, to move freely and to do as you desire. We pray these things in the strong name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Please come forward.